Welcome to the Arkansas Baptist Women Podcast. This year, we are focusing on what it means to be an Arkansas Baptist woman, a woman who loves the Lord, lives on mission for the gospel, is present in her calling, is trained and equipped to lead, and is sold out to Jesus. I'm excited to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I am so excited to come to you today with a special friend, with a sweet friend, with a special guest from North American Mission Board. I am excited to introduce you to Catherine Rentfro. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Andrea. It is such a privilege to be here on the podcast with you today. Thanks for inviting me. I am excited. We were just sharing off air about just our story and how God connected us in New Orleans at the SBC. You were standing in front of a door. I saw you. I'm like, I want to meet her so boldly. I'm like, who am I? I go up and I introduce myself and it was an instant friendship and connection because of our yeah. shared heart for the gospel, for evangelism and women. Absolutely. I'm so grateful how for how God just crosses our paths yes. with people uh, on purpose for a purpose, you know, Always. and thankful for your heart for the gospel, what you're doing here in Arkansas and just a privilege to serve Jesus together. So mm-hmm. amen for that. You. And you serve at North American Mission Board. Your sure. official title is National Director of Women's Evangelism, which is a pretty big title, pretty big deal. First of all, tell us a little bit about you, and then I want to get into your role at North American Mission Board. Sure. So um, I'm originally from South Carolina. Um, My husband and I moved to Georgia about nine years ago. So um, my husband is the lead pastor of a church plant in Alpharetta, Georgia. Um, Hope Church is the name of the church. We launched uh, about two and a half years ago. Uh, We have two little kiddos, Isaac and Ava. And, um, man, I tell everybody, they're awesome, but they keep us on our toes. Yes. So <laughs> Isaac's eight years old. Ava is six years old. And uh, I'll tell you, this, this one story will give you an idea of Ava's personality. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we were sitting around the dinner table, and Chris was talking to Ava, and she did something, you know, that wasn't the kindest. And <laughs> Chris goes, you know, I don't think that's what Jesus would do. And Ava looks at him with, like, the straightest face and says, well, we all do things differently, don't we? <laughs> so <laughs> and she's our firecracker. We tell everybody she's our spicy one, but, man, so much fun. And just grateful for what the Lord allows us to be a part of as a uh, family. Yes, so. yes, that's great. And, you know, whenever we think about the potential housed in her little life and her little heart, you know, yes. and I know that probably fuels your ministry to women and your passion for women. Tell us a little bit about your role at North American Mission Board and kind of how that came to be. Absolutely. So I serve as the National Director of Women's Evangelism, like you mentioned just a moment ago. And uh, so I've been at the North American Mission Board for the last nine years. Since we moved to Georgia, I started there. And uh, it's so neat just how the Lord works. Um, You know, when I first came to NAM, I served as a ministry assistant in evangelism. And, you know, the Lord's just given me a passion. I just want to see lost people come to know Jesus. And I want to see saved people really living out their purpose to make Mm -hmm. Jesus known. And so, you know, when I came to NAM, I had no idea what God was going to do. But I knew he orchestrated it all for me to serve on a team that was all about the gospel and had given me a heart for the gospel. And so, Uh, You know, the rest has just been a journey, and I just consider it the privilege of a lifetime Mm -hmm. to be able to serve King Jesus 
in any capacity, you know, you know, you feel the same. Yes, I do. Um, I do. And so, so our team at the North American Commission Board, if you're listening and you don't know about the North American Commission Board, we exist to serve pastors. Um, we want to serve pastors and their church and provide opportunities um, really to come alongside of them. So there's uh, different arms, so to speak, of the North American Mission Board. We have Send Network, uh, where we partner with churches to plant churches for the sake of reaching people with the gospel. And then there's Send Relief, which is just partnering with churches uh, to be a part of Compassion Ministries uh, for the purpose of uh, meeting needs and changing lives. At the end of the day, we just want people to know Jesus. And then we've got um, the evangelism team as well, which is what I serve on. And we just want to resource uh, pastors and churches um, to come alongside of them, resource them uh, with tools and trainings, anything that will help them lead their church to engage in sharing the gospel. That's great. And I know that probably our listeners know some of your tools, uh, but they may not know they're your tools. So tell us a few of those evangelism tools. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one major big tool I would say that we have is Three Circles. Um, which is an incredible tool just to share the gospel. And I would encourage you to look up the app, the Life on Mission app. Um, It literally has the three circles and another tool called Best News uh, on the app that people can use to help share the gospel. Uh, But let's, you know, talking about women's evangelism specifically, I'm so excited about this because God has called women to be a part of what he's doing just to change lives and eternities. And and we want to be a part of equipping women to live life on mission. Um, I'm so grateful. The um, Tim Dowdy leads our evangelism team, and last summer uh, he was just sort of looking at our team and and looking at how we're um, you know partnering with churches and equipping people to share the gospel. But he just said we don't have anyone that's really focused on equipping women to share the hope of the gospel, and so that's how my role came about. And so we've just been praying, we've been talking with ministry partners like yourself, yeah. Andrea, and and just trying to find out hey what's the need. Uh, what do women need to help them share the gospel? And so we've been working on a few resources that are contextualized specifically for women. Uh, one of those is a brand new ebook uh, that's coming out actually this week. So you can find it on namevangelism.com. It's called Women in the Mission of God. And it's a, an ebook, devotional style book, where it just helps women to identify, one, their calling to be a part of sharing the gospel, but also, um, be intentional about looking for people that God's put in their path who need to know that there's hope in Jesus, and then just giving practical handles to go about engaging people in everyday moments of life with the gospel. That's so exciting, and I know if we, as we've talked, and I've been on several Zoom calls with other state leaders, we have talked about the need for this, to have yes. a tangible tool for women that's relationship-based, that really helps us to both understand evangelism, but also engage in evangelism. I want us to peel the onion just a little bit and talk about what is evangelism, why it's important, and why it's such a privilege for us as believers in Jesus Christ. So, um, before I get to that, tell me, as you look at your life and just how God has shaped your life, you clearly have a passion for evangelism. You know, when did that begin? How did that start in you? Yeah, you know, I remember being in college and serving in my local church with middle school and high school girls. And I just at that point, I knew that I wanted to see these girls come to know and love Jesus. Um, I didn't know at that point, you know, that God had gifted me in evangelism or that I had this like huge passion for evangelism. You know, I think we tend to formalize evangelism. And at the end of the day, 
there's nothing formal about it. It's just living out the gospel, sharing the hope that we have in Jesus, and we tend to overcomplicate it, you know? So I think back to my days of serving as a college student with middle school and high school girls and the Lord just igniting this passion in my heart for it. Um, My senior year of college, uh, so my goal, my dream in life was to be a reporter in New York City. Okay. (laughs) Like, that's where I was (laughs) headed, and God was like, no, 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 you're not going there. (laughs) You know, and he started calling me to ministry, but I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know the possibilities there, Um, and so I'll never forget the student pastor that gave me an opportunity to serve and then intern, and then offered me um, like a a summer internship after I graduated. And that led to me going to uh, Southeastern Seminary um, just because I wanted to, I knew God was calling me to ministry. I didn't know what it would look like or or what doors would be opened, but I knew I wanted to be a part of sharing the gospel. That's all I knew. And so, and something, sometimes it starts so simple as that. I want to share the gospel. That's right. What God is doing is stirring in you a heart of evangelism. Exactly. Exactly. Now I look back, you know, served in the local church. Um, I served at the South Carolina Baptist Convention for several years. Um, And I talk to people today and it's so funny. They're like, no, you have the gift of evangelism, but I never thought of it like that, you know? Um, And so I'm grateful for people who saw things in my life and encouraged me in that in in ways that I would have never seen myself, you know. And um, at the end of the day, we can't manufacture a burden for lost people and we can't manufacture a passion for lost people. But man, if we pray for it, the God, like God is so faithful just to give that to us because his heart is for lost people. His heart was for us to know him. And then after we know him, he gives us the opportunity to be a part of making him known. And so I just see this, this gradual um, just desire, passion, and burden growing in my own heart over the years. And that's how it came about. When I hear your story, I think about how it's just a picture of the next step of faith and obedience. Right. You know, Absolutely. You know, and I think that's such an encouragement for us when we're thinking about, you know, this big concept of evangelism, but contextualized into our everyday lives. That's it's right. the next step of faith and obedience. Right. You know, as God is pouring into you, how can you pour into others and, and have a heart for them, pray for that, you know, and then look for it. Right. And so let's talk a little bit about evangelism kind of maybe how you define it, and then the privilege it is uh, to know him and make him known. So give us a little bit of your thoughts on evangelism. Yeah, so I would say evangelism really is just sharing the hope of the gospel. It's sharing the good news. Like gospel means good news, and it's sharing what Jesus has done for us, you know, and I say we overcomplicate that because we think we've got to have this outline memorized. We need to know all the scriptures. We, you know, we need to be able to answer every question that may come our way. The truth is that's not going to happen, and that's not what God requires of us. Um, I'm so grateful for what the Bible tells us, that the Holy Spirit will show up and give us the words to say. We just need to be willing and ready to speak, you know, and and just learning to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. I'll be honest, it's hard to teach that. We can talk about it. We can encourage women in in doing that, relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. But when you experience it, then you get it. That's right. Does that make sense? You don't want anything less. That's right. You don't want anything less. And so evangelism really is sharing the hope of the gospel. Um, And it can be Maybe there is a time where you get to just um, share a presentation of the gospel. 
But really, most of the time, it just comes from everyday conversations and being willing to insert Jesus and what he's done in our life and what he can do in someone else's life. And there's such a privilege in that because we're living out of the overflow of our relationship with Jesus. And so yes. we're moving from that headspace where it's, you know, formulaic potentially to a right. place of just heart um, connection with another person that God is orchestrating. Absolutely. And I think that, that's such a big shift for me, you know, maybe growing up in the church where I had the tendency to think more of a formula. That's like, right. you know, I do this, God does that. That's you know, right. That's it, it, right. We got we to just address that. Yeah. We got to, you know, really, you know, go after the gospel in our own hearts and lives and then watch God draw, you know, other people into those conversations for his glory and for the furtherance of his kingdom. Yeah. Whenever I think about, you know, just everyday evangelism opportunities, I want to get really practical. Sure. And I know that because I, I follow you on social media, I know that you look for opportunities. And so share some just practical practical ways that you engage with people, maybe at a restaurant, you know, maybe just in the grocery store for the purpose of sharing the gospel. Right. You know, I'll tell you the story of what changed my mind and perspective on this, um, because I remember driving to work one day, and this is when we, right, right after we moved to Georgia. So I'm headed to work at the North American Mission Board, <laughs> and I'm praying like, Lord, I'm serving on the evangelism team. I have a heart to tell people about Jesus. And, you know, you've given me opportunities over and over and over. And, and we're comfortable when it comes to the context, like within the walls of the church. But help me to get better at just seeing people in everyday life and being willing to just bring you into conversations. And that day on the way to work, um, I'm just praying. What does this look like? How can I have this opportunity today? Um, just show me, you know, and I never did this, but I, that day, for whatever reason, I went for a run on my lunch break, but I didn't have my AirPods, so I couldn't listen to music like I normally do. It was so hot that day, and I'm running, and I'm like, how am I going to pass the time? So I just start praying. I'm just me and Jesus. I'm running, praying, that's it. Well, I get stopped by a stoplight, and so I'm standing on the corner, and there's another guy standing on the corner as well. And he just starts this conversation with me, and he says, how are you running without music or anything? And I laughed, and I said, well, actually, I don't ever do this. I just left my AirPods at home, so I'm just praying as I run to pass the time. And then I just, the Lord just put this in my mind at that moment. Ask him if he has any spiritual beliefs or if he ever prays. And so I asked this guy, like, do you ever pray? Do you believe in God or have any spiritual beliefs? You know, it literally sounded like that. Not, not anything put together. And he said, well, I mean, no, not really. And as we started to talk, the light turned green, but we just walked across the street. So at this point, I'm walking across the street, and I'm having this conversation with the guy. And I said, well, what is it that holds you back? And he said, well, my dad has cancer, you know, and just went on to list a bunch of tough things happening in his life. And in that moment, I was able to share with him, hey, I understand that. It's like, it's not a family member, but a friend of mine's passed away from cancer. You know, this has happened in my life and this. And the only way I got through it was by my faith in Jesus and him literally carrying me through those moments. And I just got to share the gospel. And that was like, that morning, I prayed, Lord, help me to be more intentional about this just in everyday moments of life. And he gave that opportunity while I was out on a run, just being willing to talk to someone who's on the corner, you know. And he used 
a scenario that I wouldn't have planned, you know, of me not having AirPods to listen to music to engage someone with the gospel. And I thought, this is what it's like. This is what it's about. And I just, that led me to pray and more, like, give me more opportunities like that. So seeing them in everyday moments. And what a great way to start. You know, Lord, give me a heart. Give me eyes to see. And then, you know, through the work of your Holy Spirit, empower me to step into that moment. Right. And I think that is... That is something all of us can do. That's right. In our everyday aspects. That's and right. Catherine, I was sharing with you that we have a ministry model here in Arkansas that flows from worship, grow, connect, serve, and share, and how we just encourage the Arkansas Baptist women, you know, in our personal lives, as well as in our local church settings, to just live in the rhythm of that, worshiping God, growing in God, connecting with each other, you know, serving uh, one another and and outside the church, and all that leading towards sharing and, you know, just looking for those gospel opportunities. And so as you come to Arkansas, and you're going to be speaking at our evangelism conference for our women's ministry breakout session and our minister's wives breakout session, and we're so thankful for that. You know, I would love for us to end with a challenge from Mm. you, from your heart, um, from North American Mission Board when it comes to just everyday aspects of living, you know, with uh, a gospel commitment. So what would be your kind of parting words for us? Yeah, I love you guys' focus just on worshiping, growing, connecting, serving. You know, all of those go so hand in hand together. And all of those are avenues um, for, for God to do a work in our own personal life. But then out of the overflow of that comes sharing the hope of the gospel. You know, Jesus fills us up so that we have something to pour out to others. If we are not being filled by him, then we don't have anything to pour out. And and I just would encourage women uh, in a couple of things. First of all, to know, hey, not only can God use you, but he will use you. He has placed you in specific places where you live, where you work where you play, where your kids go to school, you know, whatever it may be. He's placed you in those places on purpose for a purpose. He wants to show you who he is. He wants you to encounter him personally so that you can then go share him with others. I think about this as women, we can talk about a lot of things, you know, I could tell you story after story after story of my kids. You know, we could talk all day about it. Uh, We could talk about sports. We could talk about cooking. We could talk, name it, you know. We talk about the things that we're passionate about. And I know women have a heart for Jesus. And women just love studying his word, love worshiping, love connecting with one another because it's like spiritually filling for us. But my challenge is don't stop there because God is doing a work in your life that someone else needs to know. They need to hear about it. And God wants to use you to show them what he's done in your life and what he can do in their life as well. Amen to that, sister. Well, I am so excited for what God's doing in and through you, in and through a North American Mission Board. Thank you so much for joining us. Let our listeners know how they can connect with you and your resources at yeah. North American Mission Board. Absolutely. So I am on X, formerly yes. known as Twitter, yes. <laughs> uh, Instagram and Facebook, um, at Katherine Renfro. Um, I'll be honest, I try to just use those social platforms as a way to encourage people. Um, And so you can follow me there. Um, And also through the North American Mission Board, my email address is crenfro at nam.net. That's N-A-M-B dot net. And then you can find resources at namevangelism.com 
Com. I would encourage you to look there. We've got that ebook that we mentioned earlier on there. I would love for you to check that out. It's completely free. Um, and then we've got other resources like Three Circles, Best News, anything that we can do to help you all be feel more equipped to share the hope of the gospel. That's our heartbeat. That's you awesome. know, I and I, I don't want you to hear my heart in this. This has nothing to do with us. And I know you feel this right. way too, Absolutely. Andrea. It has nothing to do with us. <laughs> but everything about what God wants to do through us. And I just consider it the privilege of a lifetime to serve. Well, thank you so much for joining us. All of those links will be in the show notes. Uh, so check all of that out and then come back next week. Catherine's going to be sharing um, her breakout session here on the podcast. We're going to really talk about cultivating a culture of evangelism. So it's just going to be neat to see all of these resources come together. So thank you so much, Catherine, for joining yeah, us. Yeah, Thanks for letting me be a part. Very grateful. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full, free, abundant life that Jesus provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to the Arkansas Baptist Women podcast. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit our website at absc.org abw. Come back next time as we continue to talk about how we can worship, grow, connect, serve, and share together. I can't wait to talk to you soon.